Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public. This is your host, Julian, on Enlighten Me. I appreciate everybody tuning in. It is the 26th. Hope everybody had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Before we get started, you already know what we got to do. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. If you'd like to get on, have any disputes or discrepancies, or anything I can do better, or what, what you want to hear as well, you can email me at enlightenmejulian at gmail.com. Still, I guess my rating went down on Spotify 4.7, haters, and uh, Apple is still 5.0. I have my good friend Adam on here. Adam, we know what's going on, man? For quite some time, 15 years or so, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Since 2008, 2009. Gosh, damn. Uh, can you briefly introduce yourself? I appreciate that. All right. Um, I'm Adam. I'm from Stafford. Um, I'm 37 years old. I'll take that. I mean, if there's anything specific, just let me know. I know, brother. Y'all already know what the topic is, so let's get started. So, Adam, you have been... What's up, buddy? You have been to prison, correct? Yeah. Yes. So... What? Okay, do you want to uh, talk about how or why you went to prison? Or what okay, happened? so I went to prison back in 2005. Well, I was sentenced to prison in 2005 yeah. on charges from Stafford County of oh, statutory. Yeah, good old Stafford, right? Uh -uh. Um, for statutory burglary, grand larceny. And then after I got sentenced on those charges, they gave me two years to serve. And then I got in trouble while I was in there. I got caught with uh, a couple shanks in my cell, and they wound up charging me with um, possessing and or manufacturing a weapon while being in the state facility. So they gave me another year on top of that. So it was three years total. So let's go from the, we're going to come back to the shanks. So when, when uh, so the first day you got in prison, how did you feel? Like what was what was going on? Was it like I don't belong here? Of course. What's going on? I need to defend myself or find a group. What was going on? Uh, man, I don't know. It, it wasn't fear. It wasn't, I wasn't really worried about much because I had sat, I had sat in the jails for, God, about a, a year close to it. Not a full year, but very close to it. So yeah. I was already, you know, acclimated with all the, the stuff that goes on. But prison, man, it's different. It's just different. No, no gangs for me, man. I definitely didn't feel like I had to click up with anybody. That's not, that's not the route I was trying to go there. Not at all. Did anybody try to get you in there, gang? I'm guessing. No, no. See, that's that's like some West Coast stuff, man. In Virginia, it's you don't really get that a whole lot. At least hmm. not from my experience. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. So you got that first day, they give you a little suit, they jump your suit and stuff. Do they have iPads and TVs now? Back then they probably didn't, but I know they did. Well, they oh no, they they had TVs back then. That's crazy. Oh yeah, they had flat screens and uh Jeez. now I believe that, some states have the iPads, but not not Virginia, as far as I know. They could have changed it though. Yeah, I know some jails are privately owned. We're not gonna go down that route, but um, they they have they're more they're better funded than schools. They might oh more God, yeah, schools. So people will yeah. get locked up on purpose for three meals a day, TV, and iPad. Well, think of it: the more criminals they have, or what they call criminals, um. You know, the more funding they get for prisons, jails, and it's putting money in somebody's pocket. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's a, that's another podcast, man. Um, so the first day you get there, you're just settling in. You said you're being kind of acclimated already from jail. 
and jail and prison. I'm sure prison's much worse than jail. You say? Yeah, people take things a whole lot more serious in prison. Yeah, you really got to watch what you do, and that's exactly what I did, man. So your your bunk mate, how would how did that go? Ooh, I got lucky, man. In prison, in every single institution I was at, because I was in, uh, I was shifted around to three different prisons. Uh, the first one you go to is re is receiving, which was Mecklenburg for me. Um, my bunkies were cool, man. I never had an issue with any one of them. Only in jail, never in prison. What happened in jail? Uh, so when I was sent from Rapid, this was back in 05, so they didn't have the new additions on to the jail. They sent um, an overflow of inmates to Augusta, the new Augusta jail down in Augusta County. And uh, I had a roommate who went through my, my paperwork and got addresses to girls I was talking to. I was friends with these girls. These weren't anybody I was in a relationship with, but going through other people's stuff, man, that's just, uh, that's foul. So, I mean, I went up and punched him right in his mouth. There's really not much, much else to do, the talking and all that. Somebody could hurt you. You could, you know, anything could happen. So, you know, you just got to get right to it. How'd you know he went through <laughs> your stuff? Because my mail was sitting on his bunk when I went into the room. And somebody came and told me while I was on the phone with the exact girl that uh, he was going through her mail or through the mail she sent me. Did you have pictures of this girl or something? Is that why you knew? Or No, I don't know what, dude. Sometimes you get weird cellies. I got to say, that's the only celly I ever had that did that. I mean, pe normal people don't do that. And I'll never forget his name. I'll, I'll never forget it. Jesus Christ, man. So you punch him in the face. What did he do? I'm guessing he calmed down after that. Like, no, this man did No, no, he and fought back, man. He, oh, no, sure. He, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a knockout, drag out fight. It, he hit me. I hit him. He ended up on top of me. I got him off me. The end result was he was he was a lot more banged up with me, but nobody went to the hospital. Nobody went, you know, to the infirmary. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular. So, <laughs> it <yeah>. was. <laughs> so I guess and the guards came in, separated y'all. Oh yeah. Monkeys and oh yeah. Yeah, and most from, definitely. And from there, everybody knew you were standing on business. Oh well, I made that statement back at Rappahannock, um, but I made that statement in a way of like. I'm not trying to be a tough guy. I'm not trying to be in anybody's way. Just, you know, leave me out of your, your bully stuff because that's what jail really is. It's, it's a sausage party with what guy can be the toughest. You know mm. what I mean? There's always, from what I saw back then, there was always, like, somebody who claimed to be the alpha. So you always had to deal with that, man. Jeez. And then in prison, you said you had a good selling. What, what was, like, the day-to-day -day in prison? Oh, prison. Okay. So after Mecklenburg, so Mecklenburg, it was receiving. So it was just TV going out for rec. And then they had to talk to the um, ICA, which is the institutional classification authority. And yeah. uh, you get blood work done to make sure you don't have certain things like, you know, HIV or hepatitis. They, they have, uh, I believe, special prisons for people who have infectious diseases like that. So they got to sort all that out. Um, Augusta, it was... The, pretty much really it was all the same the only place that was different was my final prison which was sussex one state prison uh down in waverly virginia they they're locked down all the time and it's a maximum security death row prison so everybody's locked down and you get all kinds of crazy that comes through there man the death row inmates all of them what was some of the crazy you got um all right i'll start with the roommate when i first got to that prison it wasn't a bad altercation. He just jumped up and said, who do you bang with? And I was like, dude, nobody, man, nobody. 
absolutely nobody. I am here solo. I'm not not part of nothing. And yeah, uh, yeah. From, from there, he said, we're going to be all right. And that was it. That was it. I left that alone, man. I didn't ask him what gang he was part of. I didn't ask none of that. Left the dude alone. Mm. You got to remember, I was a short timer in a maximum security prison. These guys are doing life, life double yeah. life, death. You know, I'm not with the death row. That's a whole separate building. Um, I was with the regular max inmates. But uh, yeah, man, you don't get involved in somebody's business. So I stayed out of it. I knew where he stood. <laughs> I knew exactly where he stood. So, so, jeez, uh, okay. And they have nothing to lose, really. They're going to be there the rest of their lives most of the time, right? Exactly, man. And I had, I had a bad experience at that prison with some gang members not thinking with my head. Mm. Was he, he was part of a gang, I'm guessing, because he asked who you bang with. Yes, yes, he did. He was definitely a, a gang member, for sure. He wound up talking to me about it out of his own free will. I didn't ask any questions. He was a crip. Mm. Okay, and he hung out with the Crips. I'm sure there's Crips Bloods. Yes. Are, uh, MS-13, I don't know any other. Mm -hmm. All of them. Jeez. There's, there's not any of the Aryan Nation that I ever saw there, but, I mean, I've heard of it, but there was, like, the NLR and all that, Nazi lowriders. I don't remember hearing or seeing any of that. It was every other... It was weird, dude. It was every other race that had their gangs going on. Not many of the white dudes from what I... You know, most of the white guys would try to be a part of another, another organization if they'd allow it. Yeah. On the East Coast, they allow, I guess they allow the, the whites in with the, the predominantly black gangs. But on the West, I don't believe they would ever allow that. Yeah, I heard it's pretty bad. There's some, uh, some prison out there. I guess it's, it's a camp. They stay in tents. I think it's in Arizona. Or oh, yeah. Arizona, tent city. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I heard that's pretty crazy out there. You want to know crazy? Look into ADX. In Florence, in Colorado, it's the federal supermax. See, that's crazy as hell. <laughs> you know anybody that got shipped from uh, Rappahannock, or wh where were you at? Where were you at again? I was in Rappahannock. That was the Stafford County Jail. You know anybody got shipped there to uh, ADX? Uh, oh, ADX? No, no, no. Uh, that's a federal prison. We, uh, I was in a state facility. Those guys go to a whole nother, whole nother place. Jeez, man. Okay. So tell me another story. Okay. Like a day. So you guys are locked down. You guys go to the yard at all? Basketball weights. Is it like the movies? Um, Augusta is. Augusta is exactly like movies. Yeah. The weight pits. Um, okay. So no, let me take that back. There was some white guys. They had the spider web tattoos on their elbows and everything, which doesn't mean you're and a gang member. I have the, the same tattoo and it means caught up in the system because of, you know, how many years I've spent in and out of the system. But there was a lot of guys that, that probably were part of that kind of stuff now that I think about it. And then, so you guys in the morning went for the cells, let you out to the, how long were you in the yard for? Or like, Ooh, in, a, in Augusta, you were out probably, God, I got to try to remember this, man. Um, probably about two hours, and then it would shift to the, another building would come out. Okay. So you went on like two hour intervals, but you were allowed in the unit free roam while you weren't outside. You didn't have to stay in your cells. Not in Augusta. Okay. And that was basketball, just chilling. I yep. iPad. Everything. Jeez, man. 
Man, they had weight pits, massive. Augusta Correctional Center had massive weight pits. Well, one massive weight pit, a softball field. Dude, it was nice, man. It it was decent for what you <laughs> what you're getting. It's not bad. It was it was much better than Sussex one. And Sussex isn't even the worst prison in Virginia, dude. There, <laughs> there's much worse. What what about uh? So that was a little incident. Any other incidents? That happened that like probably shocked your mind. You're like, what is going on? Uh, I you had to make a make, make some shanks. I'm sure to defend yourself because there's well, crazy. yeah, you know, you hear little things, man. People say stuff indirectly in jail a lot and, and in prison because not everybody's as tough as they they you know they portray themselves to be. But it's just yeah, you gotta you gotta be you gotta be safe, man. You gotta be safe and. I was just worried about something happening to me because I don't I don't do the gang stuff. I don't get involved with gambling. You know, I'm kind of a I guess you call a loner there, you know. So that's easy. Pray for somebody. You know, okay. if a gang wanted to do something, what am I gonna do? I mean, really, what the hell am I gonna do with 10, 20 guys that want to do whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. What did you make the shanks out of? Made them out of plastic spoons. And then I sharpened them on the concrete floor. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they never caught. They never. <laughs> they never caught. They never. I'm sure you hit them well. No, see, they do. They do something called rounds. So they yeah. come by every hour, two hours, and they check. They, you know, they just check the cells. So I would wait by the window, and I'd sharpen it right in front of the window, just looking out the window, so I could see when they're coming and going. The house mouse is the one that sold me out. See, I didn't worry about the inmates because I didn't think the inmates were going to say anything. I pretty much, you know. Figured everybody's supposed to shut the shut the hell up and mind their own business, you know. That's what I did, but not everybody does that. Jeez, man. What what other uh, weapons did people make everything out of uh, besides? Okay, man, I got to tell you this one, JJ. Okay, when I was in <laughs> Sussex One, I had a friend named Jesse. Jesse happened to work in the kitchen. Jesse happened to get a hold of all the old big sheet trays of um where they like cook the cookies and stuff like that it's a big sheet of metal flat sheet he got in there cut out all these templates for shanks i mean big 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 ones big ones and gave me one for free <laughs> <laughs> so the very thing that i got more time for now i had in my cell and this was when i was in sussex one with that dude that was a gang member so you know i i had to how they so oh my god so much to say about this so they did a shakedown, ironically enough, just a couple days after I got it. And I wound up hiding it in the toilet, pushing it into the pipe. What? <laughs> yeah. It wedged in there and then we were able to pull it out. It was my roommate's idea because I freaked out. I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to take this charge again. Jeez. They didn't check. I'm sure it was a, for far enough down. I can't even talk far enough down. Oh, they checked the it. toilets. Oh, yeah. They have little mirrors. I can check the uh, underneath of it inside. Yeah. They have all that. Gee, so where did they find it? When did they find it? Oh, where well, they found mine? That was at Augusta, the Augusta jail. Okay, uh, they okay. found it directly under my mattress. There was nowhere to hide it there. How, how, how many inches was this thing? Like, I'm guessing like six, eight, six to eight. Oh, I tried to make it the full length of the, the spoon, so I had as much to go inside if possible. What about the cookie sheet part? The, the steel sheet? How long was that one? Oh, uh, that wasn't as long. Well, you know what? Maybe it was. That one was huge, man. It was just really wide. You know how the spoons, they're skinny. Yeah. It almost yeah. looks like an ice pick, but plastic. This was steel, and it was shaped like, uh, like a dagger kind of blade, you know? 
And it was they, big. Aren't they made a certain way where if you pull them out, uh, I guess you do more damage pulling it out than you're supposed to leave it in, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, well, for ice picks, stuff like that. Yeah, it causes internal bleeding. And you've seen guys get shanked, I'm guessing. Okay, so it happened, but I didn't physically see it. I've seen people get in fist fights, get their teeth pretty much knocked completely out. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff, but I've never got to see, you know, somebody actually get poked up right in front of me. Jesus, man. This is wild. Okay. So oh, no. Tra- there's oh. a lot of weird stuff, vile stuff that goes on inside. Let me, there, hear, some- <laughs> Let me hear some vile stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, where do you want me to start? You want me to start with the... Uh, the guys that like to take advantage of other men or the, the gangbangers. Well, I mean, we'll do, do this. The, we'll do the, yeah, we know the don't drop the soap uh, theory and stuff like that. Um, let's do the gangbangers. Let's do the gangbangers. Oh, man, the gangbangers. All right. Uh, so what do you want to know, man? What do, you, what do you want me to tell you? Start anywhere you like. Ah, uh, the gangbangers. Ah, uh, stay, stay out of the way. I know that much. I found that out the hard way. The same. So when I was telling you that, the same gang member that I was in Augusta Correctional Center with, I was in Sussex One with. So I, you know, we talked. We were cool. Um, it wasn't like what you see in California, where if I'm talking, it would never happen. If I'm not a, if not a part of that gang, and I'm the opposite race, that would never happen. It's just, yeah. it's different over here. You know, that's the same dude that. I was going up to the showers and different gangs have their own showers. They claimed them. You can't touch them. Same with the phones. I didn't know that. I had no idea. So a guy tells me, hey man, this is the shower the blood's used, but go down there and ask, you know, so-and-so. I won't say his name. Um, you know, go down there and ask so-and-so. Went down there and asked him, and he's like, Yo, what the fuck are you doing? I said, uh, asking permission for the shower, but it, this doesn't look good. And he was like, nah. <laughs> get out of here go and the, and his guys he didn't tell them to they just did it they kept following me saying you know hey man look you ever interrupt that circle again it's done it's done i'm like uh oh, christ man i gotta get the hell out of here Jeez, shit man. was crazy man yeah yeah and one of them i used to play chess with and he came over and told me that uh he's like look bro i can't even play chess with you no more after you did that and the thing is they got mad because the guy up there at the showers that told me to go down there and ask him, I said, he told me to come down here and ask you. And he said, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. That dude legitimately set me up, buddy. He set me up. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I'm not, I'm not involved in that. So I don't, you know, I didn't know. Don't, don't yeah. break a circle. Don't, you know, do these things and found out the hard way. Jeez. Jeez, man. So, okay. Give me another story and we'll move on from there. Another weird story. I knew a dude that was, um, his roommate was trying to talk him into having sex with him. Kept on telling him, hey man, just pull your pants down just a little bit. Let me just see your crack and all kinds of weird stuff, man. (laughs) I heard that he actually did wind up by, because one day he just never came back to the yard. It was in Augusta Correctional Center. One day he never came back to the yard. So I pretty much assumed that something had happened and people were talking about how he got raped. It was a guy that I was actually pretty cool with. They called him Big Goofy. Jeez, man. Oh, so we'll fast forward to the day you got out. Uh, how did that feel? Was it was it a shock and awe? Did it feel surreal? Cool. Like best feeling in the world, man. Best feeling in the world. I got released from Sussex too, so it was extra extra happy for me because I got to get the hell out of there. I'm sure you're used to like a uh, method of 
waking up early, doing this. So I'm sure you inhabited that lifestyle coming out for. Oh, uh, I did. I did for a little bit. Um, I used to, I used to actually sleep with a knife under my pillow at my grandma's house when I first got out. Oh wow! But, but I stopped. You have any nightmares? No, because I didn't really have any too bad experiences. I didn't have, you know, I didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't one of those guys that was out there like that. You know how a lot of yeah. guys go to prison, they try to be a part of something and, it, you know, they have horrible experiences, man, maybe getting beat up or raped or whatever. You know, I didn't have those issues. So prison for me was just a learning experience and that's why I never went back. Yeah. Okay. Um. What, like, what can you take away from prison like how did it apply and make you a better man on the outside uh you know what prison did make me a better man jj prison made me a worse man <laughs> it did i had to be a better man after i got out and got my mind right and you know got in the habit of doing something other than prison stuff you know yeah 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 did you have an itch at all when you got out oh ramen man i liked making those prison pizzas or shebangs i still make them to this day what is a shebang? Uh, it's well for me. A shebang is take the ramen noodles, cook them up, put them over a bag of chips, put your your chili in, your nacho, your nacho cheese, all that stuff. It's just a big, big thing of just good shit. Damn, that's gourmet in there, I'm sure. Yeah, well, some people can make it better than others. I mean, I'm I'm okay, man. There's people that make those things like it's an art, and for them, it might be, you know. Yeah. What can you apply from prison that you learned? Because, you know, coming out the hood or anywhere, like 50 Cent and stuff like that, he's been able to apply his, uh, those trying times to success. How, what would you say? How were you more successful? Or what are the things you can apply from that you learned from prison, if anything? Oh, God, man. Don't go. Just don't go. Do whatever. <laughs> stay, stay the hell away from anybody that's going to cause any trouble. Because at the end of the day, everybody will forget you, man. Everybody will forget you. Nobody yeah. talked to me, man, when I was in prison. Everybody that I knew before I went in didn't say nothing to me. So didn't write you, you know. Me. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you got years, people tend to move on with their lives. That's that's yeah. just human nature, you know. Yeah. Jeez. I got to say though, the politics in prison were the most twisted. The politics. The politics are insane. Like what? Okay, so. When you come in, a lot of times people will check your paperwork. They'll ask you for your, your inmate number. So yeah. when you go in there, they're checking to see if you're a child molester or in some states, domestics are kind of held in the same, same uh, category. Not in Virginia, though. Not from what I saw. It was just, just sex offenders. They wanted to make sure you weren't that. My paperwork was always clean, so if I got asked, I provided it. There was no issue. It was basically you just clearing your name, so nobody's targeting you for that. But at the same token, those same prison politics say it's okay to rape a guy in prison. So are you or are you not against rape? You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't yeah. say, oh, well, only women and children. Okay, so the, that's the women and children. So the concept of rape is okay to you, just you know, to say it. But these guys try to play it off like there's some kind of honor honor system in prison, you know? Jeez, man. That's, that's yeah, I can see. I hear about a lot of corrupt prisons and it's privately owned stuff like that. And I guess but it's the inmates doing it, though. That's the inmates doing it. Oh, it's not the guards. 
No, the inmates are the ones that set these rules. So the guards, they don't really care what you're in there for. It's the inmates that, you know, say, okay, if you're a child molester, if you're this, you're that, you're, you know, you're pretty much going to beat you down on site. Somebody is. That's a guaranteed. And uh, at the same time, you know, they're, they're raping each other in prison from time to time. It's not like what it was in like the 90s or the 80s or anything, but it still happens. But then these same people will say, oh, if you rape, you know, on the outside, if that's what you're in for, then you got dirty paperwork. Why they're doing that same thing on the inside. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Jeez. It, that's why I say prison doesn't really make you a better person. Everything is is messed up. The inmates try to set these rules, and it's like everybody likes being controlled by another man. It's weird. It's funny, right? You know, another man likes to be controlled by another man. Sounds funny to me, but that's why I never got involved with it. That's a little eerie. No, but I, it, when I was referring to uh, make a prison make you better, I guess your your perspective on life. It doesn't. Mm. prison doesn't make you better you got to want to be a better person man if you don't want to be a better person then that's the place for you and you're doing better now i saw that uh you, are you married girlfriend oh yeah i got married two years three almost three years ago this april will be three years but i've been with that same girl for a total of like 12 and a half years okay so she was was she writing you in prison Mm-mm. Nah. no no i got out of prison in 2008 i met my wife shannon um, I met her in 2012 after I'd gotten out of jail. I went to jail a couple more times after I got out of prison. But since Shannon, I've gotten off probation. Um, I went to court to get my gun rights back. Can you believe this, man? Guess the, the Commonwealth attorney tried telling the judge that I got caught with um, materials to make a gun. And it was a shank. It was nothing gun related. So that's just a little tidbit for how how awesome the system is when you're trying to, you know, go and get your gun rights back. They'll lie. They'll lie. They'll, I'm a well state. Yeah, it's so messed up, man. It's absolutely corrupt. Absolutely. That's why I got out of Stafford. Yeah, Stafford, it's crazy because when I tell people I'm going back to Stafford, like, and people well, are well known with Stafford. They don't even live there. Like, don't speed through Stafford. Do not no. speed through Stafford. Hey, look, if you enjoy jail, that's the perfect county to commit a crime in. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Stafford was wild back then. Just, just yeah. mind your business. You're, well, yeah, no. Um, okay, so you're married now? Yep. You your wife, kids? Yes, got one, Nico. Okay. How old are they? Uh, Nico is two years old. He turned two this past October, so he's like two years and four months. Congratulations. Do you want any more kids or? Yeah, man. Yeah, we're definitely going to have another one. We're definitely going to do that. We're actually going to have try to go for this year having one. Okay. So when you got, what was your first job when you got out of jail or prison? Uh, I was doing work for Verizon. I was digging the holes for where they lay Fios cables. You yeah. dig the holes and then they set a little torpedo through and push the wire through the, the fiber optics through. And now you have felonies, is that correct? Yes, yes. And Verizon looked out. Yeah, oh yeah, Verizon, hey, look, it makes perfect sense. I'm not handling money. I'm not a, really around anybody. I'm just digging holes. Why not? <laughs> you know? what, was your, what was your job after that? What did you do after that? Oh, good old Mickey D's. Back ain't to that no shit show. Ain't no wrong with Mickey D's. Yeah, they, they pay better now, though. Better than back then. 
Yeah, back way back in the day. I worked there when I was 15, from 15 to 18. So from 2002 to 2005. And how old were you when, when you went to prison again? I was 18. Well, so I was in juvenile hall when uh, I got on unrelated charges, other charges. It was uh, controlled substance charges and a bunch of other stuff. And what the judge did is he sentenced me to go to jail when I was 18, when I turned 18 at the juvenile detention center. He yeah. wanted them to hold me until I was 18 and then send me down to jail for two weeks. So I was there uh, for, what, two weeks? And then I got out and I was right back there for the stuff that sent me to prison maybe two months later. Jeez, man. And Maybe not even that long. And this is all the people you hung out with kind of stemmed from why you went to jail. Yeah, I mean, the, the people, they didn't help. They liked committing crimes, but so did I. So, it, you know, kind of got what I was looking for, you know? And did it escalate from, I'm guessing it did escalate from like small petty stuff and then started getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, you know, it it, it did. It really did. And, and then when I went to prison, you know, I figured it would end, end there and it didn't. I got the weapons charge. What about, how did your parents take that when you started going to prison? Uh, my mom was a nutcase, so her her solution for it was sleep with everything that has two legs, uh, and cheat on my father, my stepdad. That was her solution. That's that's what I was told, and that's everything that my brother and you know everybody else that was in that situation or around that situation told me. Okay, what about your stepfather? What, how do you take it? Oh man. You know what? It's sad. Tony was like, you know how Tony, you remember how Tony sounds? It's yeah. funny, right? <laughs> he yeah, sounds like yeah, Mike Tyson. Debbie, Debbie. <laughs> yeah. He, he tried to hold on as much as he could, man. Yeah. And I get it. He, he, uh, he loved her still. I mean, the kid that she had with the other guy that she was cheating on him with, he would bring, go up there and celebrate her birthdays. He would babysit her while she's out with this guy. Tony, uh, Tony did what a fool would do. I would have I would have been gone, but for some reason he wanted to stick around. I guess love makes you do things you never imagined you could do or would JJ. You? Man, watching the guys, the guy that she cheated with, watching their child together. You're babysitting that child. Oh no. Man, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Definitely would not be watching. They were married, right? So oh, God, yeah. ex-wife, right? Or still uh, yeah, now ex-wife. And a crazy update on Tony. He actually has cancer. Oh, man. Tell Con Tony I said I'm praying for him. Uh, I definitely will, dude. I definitely will. So he was watching his wife's. Wait, wait a second. Okay, I'm trying to fabricate like this type of. The, the, yeah. adult, the adultery baby. The baby she had with the guy <laughs> the she out of with. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, no disrespect to my half-sister, uh, you know. So She's cool. I have no issue with her. I talk but, to her from time to time. But but were they still married when she had the adultery baby? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's watching the kid? Um, It was when she was around two, two, three years old. Yeah, he would watch her while they go out on little late-night dates and all oh, that stuff. Oh, ain't no way. But no I, way. Caught, I caught her kissing Tony. Yeah, I caught her kissing Tony out front. And I'm like, oh, man, she's cheating on the dude she cheated with, with the dude she was with originally. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, it was crazy, man. Oh, and, man. And I, I pray I never get that.
She was friends? sending naked pictures to Tony while she was with Tim. I okay, look, I know it sounds crazy, man, but hear me out. I took pictures of him. It was my little, you know, hey, in case she decides to play games with me. The day my son was born, me and my mom had an all-out battle, and I sent her those pictures and said, "Look, I know you've been cheating. I'm gonna, t I'm gonna send them to Tim. So you better go talk to him before I do." <laughs> yeah, you, hey, you gotta have what's in your back pocket. You with my mom, man. You do. She, uh, she's something, man. She's pathological liar. So are, are y'all? So you don't talk to her at all now? I'm guessing. No, I haven't for a couple of years. I only talk to my brother, man. I love my brother. My brother is, you know, he's doing his thing. He's got two kids. Eric's had that same job, JJ, since he first got out of jail way back uh, in 2009, I think it was. He's yeah. been doing the same thing, security systems. He's doing great. Makes good money. Has two kids. He's got his own place. I mean. No, he's doing well, man. He's telling him to say hello, too. Probably sending this podcast. Well, absolutely man yeah eric does well for himself man he holds his kids down he does what you're supposed to do so i of course talk to him you know he's the only one that doesn't do sneaky snake stuff everything me and eric do is you know there's no there's no stipulations there's no you don't have to worry about eric doing trying to set you up for something or messing with you none of that eric's a cool yeah. dude man yeah he's always been a cool dude i wanted to ask um where do you think all this stemmed from when you started hanging out with those people were your parents not around? Was it, what, what was it? Why do you think you started just acting wild? Well, my biological father, as you know, he wasn't around. I actually started getting to know him since 2017. And uh, yeah. yeah, that hasn't been the greatest experience. He's a fucking idiot. But, uh, you know, yeah, he's just, he's that kind of person. But as far as, uh, wait, what was the question? So do you think what what's then what made you start acting and uh I guess committing crimes and stuff like was it because your father wasn't around? You didn't have any guidance from a man, or was it just just normality of people? Your group. Uh, well, personally, man, I really I personally think it was I was a spoiled little brat whose mommy worked for the judge, so I thought I was untouchable. And with that cocky behavior came consequences I didn't like. So I think it was because I just took advantage of, you know, a good situation, you know? Yeah. yeah. My dad, my dad wasn't there, but Tony was. When I was younger, Tony was there. Tony was a good dude uh, for the most part. I mean, he, he had some issues with putting his hands on us, but, you know, that's a whole nother story. But uh, Tony was all right. So, you know, we had that. I was just, man, JJ, we lived in a good neighborhood. You know the neighborhood we come from, yeah, man. We came, yeah, I came from. Yeah, there's some people I mean, that we all. It came was no Seven spot. Lakes, but damn it, it Seven was Lakes. nice. Yeah, it was nice. I, that's what people ask me, like, "Where were you raised?" Like suburbs, man. Both parents were there. I, I can't. I was the baby kind of yep. spoiled, supposedly. So. But you did the right thing, though, man. You did good things with your life, JJ. I went down a bad road, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was I was hanging out with gangsters. I was trying to be a little little. Uh, Playboy, which I mean, I was a little play a playboy and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, this is a little too far. And I got out of there. Yeah. Oh, you were definitely getting, uh, getting women. That's, uh, for doing uh, I was around for some of that. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was around for some of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was good times, though, man. Yeah. We did, we did grow up in a beautiful neighborhood. Couldn't complain. Beautiful. We house. did, man. It wasn't no hood. Violence. Yeah. No, none of that. None of that. It 
it was a good spot. But when you grow up there, you get accustomed to that lifestyle. And for me, I just got used to it, got comfortable. And, you know, start out petty stuff, you know, throwing eggs at houses, spray painting cars, stupid shit like that. But, you know, it escalated more. I got locked up when I was 17 for setting a, a mailbox on fire with a Molotov cocktail. Oh, yeah. We were, it, I think the only bad thing I was doing was ding dong ditching. We did that, but we took it to another level, man. We would put our hand in the door frame and donkey kick it. So it sounded like SWAT was trying to kick in the door. <laughs> I know some people were like, uh, dog poop on fire in a, pl in a plastic bag or something like that. So it'd stomp it out. I was like, what is going on, man? This is a nice yeah. neighborhood. Y'all bring this car. <laughs> but it was always stupid stuff, man. I mean, the, yeah. the worst thing that happened there, I think, was, uh, you know, the things that I, crazy enough, things that I did, setting that mailbox on fire and yeah. uh, setting your subdivision on, uh, on fire. And that was a complete accident. Yeah, I think. Your subdivision when it was being built. Um, I think I don't know. I can't remember how far house your house was. Oh, you talking about? Down. You talking about the hill? No, down where the cold. So you know your street, the cul-de-sac in your street. Yeah, all yeah, those yeah. houses were being built when oh, I, yeah, I remember that set that fire that. when I was I was real young and uh, it burnt everything down. You probably got a little kick out of it. You're like, this isn't so bad. This is bad, but this isn't so bad. This is euphoric. Man, I love it. In a weird way, I, I I loved it. Yeah, fire does that when you're young. Not anymore. It scares the shit out of me because I don't want to get burnt. Yeah, no, we used to play fireworks and aim at, aim, uh, what is it? Bottle rockets at each other and Roman candles. Yep. Yeah, it's a little, uh, but yeah, I'm still alive. So thank God. <laughs> thank God for that. So, yeah, absolutely, man. What would you want to leave people with? Like, what, what do you think is going to be a profound statement on the prison side and then the afterlife side of prison? Uh, what would I like to say? Um, well, as, as of course, like before, just stay the hell away from it. It's, it's not worth the, the crazy stuff that goes on in there. And it's probably gotten five times worse since I've been out. So, you know, get a hobby. Okay. If you're bored, get a hobby, take a trade, you know, do something, keep your mind occupied. A bored mind will take you down a bad road, man. Oh yeah. Well, definitely will. And what about the success with your uh, family and stuff like that? I'm surprised you didn't start a business. You've always been uh, ahead of Oh, ahead I did. Oh, what I started a few of them. Well, oh. so, God, the first one was your basic, as always, what does every fella do? Landscaping, you know. Then I did soft washing. I did property preservation where I did work for the banks. Uh, I did that for like five, six years. And uh, right now I'm doing woodwork building tables and chairs and stuff like that okay yeah you have to uh you have a website or anything or instagram i can definitely shut that I, out or some traffic i don't because i just started i'm actually trying to make my first piece i was supposed to start last weekend man but i didn't i get lazy so i'm gonna get some stuff up and i'll definitely send you a you know a link or something to it yeah i'll definitely shout it out on my neck i have a two podcasts tomorrow so i can definitely shout that out on my podcast or whenever you send it to me Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. Okay. Well, Adam, I appreciate you hopping on here and talking about some crazy wild stuff. That's that's a life. That's a life. I do not want to go down. Yeah, man. No, you don't. Hey, but you know what? You get to see some stuff, man. It's not what you want to do, but God, did I see some stuff. You know that? Um, you remember Ricky Gray, the guy on death row? Yeah, yeah. Got to see him in person at Sussex one before he was executed. 
the uh, the <laughs> DC sniper, the oldest one. When I was in solitary in Sussex, one hit the death row unit was directly next door. He set he set a fire using something out of his TV and busted all the sprinklers. Jeez, man. Yeah, he was doing some crazy stuff. The guards were telling us. So, I mean, you definitely see some stuff, man. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's experience that you can bestow upon somebody else and try to guide them in the right path. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if I get a chance, I do. Well, you just did, and I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, Adam, thank you for joining me on Enlighten Me. Uh, those who are listening, please uh, go ahead and rate this podcast, share the podcast, and subscribe. Uh, y'all have a blessed weekend, and that's Enlighten Me. We're signing out. Y'all take care now.